This is KBEK's Robin Riley talking to Brent Nelson, the high school principal for Mora Public Schools, right here on Q Media Group's On Demand. And I always feel blessed on a Wednesday to get to talk to Brent Nelson. He is the principal at Mora High School, and good morning, Brent. Good morning, Robin, and good morning, KBEK. We so appreciate you taking time out each Wednesday, and I know it's kind of a crazy time across the board for everybody, but how are things going right now with the Mora School System? Tell you what, things are awesome, and I thought instead of talking more about COVID, which mm-hmm. the last couple of weeks, that seems like all we've really talked about, <laughs> I thought I'd share some positive news. Perfect. Um, we actually, this Thursday night, our school board is going to approve the design of our new high school, which will be opening in 2023. So wow. really excited about that. So that'll be something, is there, and I'm, I'm maybe asking you something out of school here, no pun intended, um, but <laughs> would it, will it be something that people can find out about virtually, or it's, it's going to be just, I mean, is there a way to get a look at some of this stuff, I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, our, our website is going to be the best place to go for that stuff. Okay. Um, once our school board approves the design, then it, you know, it becomes public. So, yep, Definitely. Uh, if I could just touch on a couple of things that are, I'm really excited about in this new school. Sure. Uh, one is the safety. You know, right now we're in an older building and we don't have an office at the front door. Someone has to walk in our building and go find the office. So you think about someone who shows up here with a restraining order or maybe no custody for a student or maybe maybe a drug dealer. Let's just look at the worst some of the worst things that could happen, they can walk in our building and go wherever they want. Hmm. This new facility is going to be so safe. Um, We're really excited. It's going to have a secure vestibule type office where anybody who comes into the building, they're, I'll I'll say you're trapped, basically. You're trapped in the office and you can't leave or go into the school until one of our administrative assistants hits hits the right button for you. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, also, there's lockdown points throughout the building. So, you know, when we have a, let's say we have a basketball game on Friday night, all the fans can walk anywhere they want in our school, up to fourth floor, third floor, go down to the basement. Um, this new school, is, we're going to be able to lock down just sections of the building for mm. safety. Yeah, there's so many things in, you know, um, that have needed to go forward, and it's hard to do with a building that's had so many incarnations over the years. You know, they've they've tried to keep up to a certain point, but when you have a brand new facility, you know, just the technology piece alone, Brent, is such a big piece of it. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Um, one of another thing that just makes me made me really proud is our ADA accessibility. You know, right now we have students in wheelchairs. And I feel so bad for them because they can't get from the agriculture class to the shop classes because they're stairs. Hmm. Um, they can't get to certain parts of our school where, you know, this new school obviously is going to, it's got cutouts in the auditorium. They can sit wherever they want. Um, you go to the gym and, and the bleachers, they can sit wherever they want. It's not, it's not like times of old. So. Hmm. Really excited for some of the basic things that we've been missing out on. And it's so good to hear about those, Brent. So I hope you continue to share going forward because you and I will keep chatting on Wednesdays. And 
I uh, like to hear yeah. the positivity. I'm really trying to put that positivity out there so as much as possible across the board. It's good to hear some of those uh, things going forward in the best possible way. So can I ask Brent, and, and again, I'm putting you on the spot here and I don't mean to, but when would they, you talk about, um, when you said 2023, would that be finalizing or when, when are they actually starting? And, and I know things can change. Great question. So basically a school this size takes about one year to plan okay. and two years to build. Okay. And this was passed last spring. So this is kind of the planning year. We'll go out for bids in the spring. Um, the architects are drawing up all the designs right now. And then two years to build means fall of 2023. We will actually be in the school um, okay. with, with classes for kids, but breaking ground this spring. I'm just, I am so excited about it. I guess I'm being very selfish when I say this, but I have grandchildren that are going to be <laughs> going to Mora School. So I am so excited for them to get to go into a new facility and just have this awesome experience going forward. When I was just a kiddo, and just to share, um, we had a brand new elementary school. This was Scenic Heights Elementary, actually, in Minnetonka, because that's where I lived as a child. And they'd had an old kind of wore-out school then, and they made the decision. They built this brand new Scenic Heights Elementary. And for the year that I was in first grade, I actually had to go to the high school and my brother's eight years older, so he was at the high school as well and hated seeing his little sister, you know, Steve, I'm waving to him, driving him crazy. But that's how they handled it. They actually moved all the kids from the elementary to a section of the high school, and they all went to the same spot for that year. And then the school was built, and we were able to get in there. And it was just such a cool facility. I was, even as a, a second grader, I believe, I was just so excited to get to be in a new school. Wow, that's exciting. <laughs> you know, right? And so it does happen. Yeah. And this was all the way back, you know, to the 1960s. So, and I know Scenic Heights is still there because I heard a story not that long ago about it. So that school, I'm sure they've made, had to do renovations and do things to keep it up to snuff as well. But it's just a positive point going forward. So I'm excited, Brent. Well, what else did you want to share today, sir? You know what? I think that's about it. I, I did bring with uh, a very important person to our school. Uh, Mr. Nick Baki, he's our assistant principal. We actually came the same year, so okay. we both been, are in our ninth year at Moore High School. Wow, that is cool. Well, I will say good morning to you, Nick. Good morning, Robin. Thanks for having me on this morning. Absolutely. So, so my question to you: How you know? How do you like being an AP? I absolutely love it. Um, when I was in high school, never thought I'd be in education whatsoever actually thought I'd be a professional firefighter and then things changed in college. I uh, found out that I had a, a love of working with other people through coaching. One of my coaches introduced me to working with students at a local high school and I just fell in love with, with history and wanting to teach. Got into education but then I found out I really liked helping people that were having problems outside of the classroom. And that's when some very important people in my life professionally encouraged me to try administration. And here I am in Mora. Uh, like Mr. Nelson said, I, I showed up here in the fall of 2012. I absolutely love my job. And I guess if I was to sum up what my job is, is I'm a problem solver and a connector. I work with students, staff, and families. A lot of times, I kind of call them the evils of education. There's things that happen in life that make school hard. And my role is to try to help others get through those times. It could be a, a family dynamics have changed. It could be 
uh, a new student moving to the area, um, sometimes we have to deal with chemical abuse or mental health type issues. And those are things that I have found I'm, I'm, I'm kind of gifted at, and I like to help people through those and connect them with the right people. And I get to do that in my job every day. You know, and it sounds like there's, like most jobs, there's, you know, the, the best part of it and the worst part of it. Can you break that down a little for us? I think the best and the worst is the flexibility and unpredictability. I love it. Um, I have a schedule every day that I can hardly ever keep. <laughs> I love that spontaneity. I love that, you know, crisis management, putting out the fire, so to speak. Um, that's exciting for me, but it's also the worst thing because I just don't know what the day is going to bring. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have all the best intentions of the world. The next thing you know, eight hours later, I haven't even gotten to helping one family because another family's issue maybe is a little bit more urgent. So it is the best and worst, but Mr. Nelson, and I always talk about, this is the most amazing job to work at more high school to help families. It's so rewarding. I've always got a smile on my face and, and I'm, I hope that there's other people like me, but I have a smile on my face every day going to work. Well, that's that's everything. It really is, uh, you know, because you exude that. And actually, like, like I say, it's radio, so we can't see you, but you can hear it in your voice. And it does mean a lot. And, <laughs> and you were talking, Nick, ironically enough, you said putting out fires. Why don't you share the fact that you are also on the Mora Area Fire Department? Yeah, like I alluded to, my goal in life in high school was to be a professional firefighter. I wanted to, you know, be in Chicago or be in New York, but I also wanted to do the college experience first, and I had the opportunity to play some sports. Um, I was injured, so kind of put that dream on hold. And then I met my wife, Jody there, and we started a family, and being a professional firefighter just wasn't in the cards. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to carry on a family tradition of being a volunteer firefighter. My grandpa did over 40 years in the Buffalo Fire Department. My dad did 35 years, and I'm currently on my 10th year. Um, but yeah, I'm a firefighter here in the Mora Area Fire Department. We're a complete volunteer department. So our jobs come number one, um, if we're able to, and I've got an amazing team that will support me. Um, but if a pager goes off and someone needs help, sometimes I get to leave work and, and go help out. Other times I can't. But uh, I'm currently a lieutenant there on the Mora Fire Department, which allows me to be in charge of the training and education. And a huge shout out to our community. Um, we recently used some donated funds to buy, I think a lot of people would know the, the Jaws of Life gear. Mm-hmm. Um, we bought some new battery operated gear. Might not mean a lot to others, but to us, that means two or three minutes of quicker uh, ability to help others. And that was paid for by donations, no tax dollars used for that. And next Monday, I got to help arrange a training with an expert in that gear. And J&J's and Mora's donating some cars so we can actually learn how to use this brand new gear donated to us in an emergency situation by vehicles donated from J&J's so that if the need ever arises, we can use that gear and, and help people out of a really bad situation. Well, yeah, and having that training, I mean, I've seen in the past, too, uh, the more fire department specifically have even had houses where they can do kind of a practice where they set it on fire and they go through the motions, and that type of training, I mean, that hands-on and has to make a huge difference. It's invaluable. Um, we have such a wide variety of people from different walks of life and different professions, um, but we also have people at different skill levels or experience levels. And we can't have the first time someone might be called upon to go in and, and save your property 
be the you know the first fire they go to. They need that hands-on experience, and we work with a lot of training partners like Pine Tech. Um, they provide these experiences in a controlled environment, um, and oftentimes it can be a home that maybe is going to be demolished. We get to go in and do some situational firefighting, and that is unbelievable for us to be able to do that so that when the time comes, we can put those skills into action and help save people's property or even save people's lives. No doubt about it. And I hope you guys just don't have anything to do all winter long, obviously, because as a firefighter, (laughs) you know, I just, you don't want to have those calls go out. But I know this time of year, especially, you know, you hear about uh, situations with, what is it, like a creosote or something that gets up into the, uh, what do I want to say, up into the chimney, and then they can start chimney fires. And there are just so many other things that happen, it seems like, in the wintertime, Nick. Yep, it's, you know, it gets colder, so we start using additional heat sources. We fire up those fireplaces, and you're right. If they're not clean, it can become a safety hazard. So the biggest part of our jobs as volunteer firefighters is just educating and keeping people to protect themselves. Something as simple as changing batteries in your smoke detectors or your carbon monoxide detectors, getting your chimney regularly cleaned and serviced, um, making sure that if you are using a heater that it's, it's grounded, that the, the cords are safe. The vast majority, if not all fires, they're very preventable, and it just takes a little extra time and awareness and, and educating our community and our kids about fire safety is a huge part of what we do. Absolutely, and you guys do a great job of that because I know you have various things throughout the year where you invite people, and again, with COVID this year, it's been a different story, but you do a lot of good that way too. Knowledge is power. There's no doubt about it. And Nick, I know you, you, you've you got your, let's say, irons in a lot of fires. <laughs> again, <laughs> the pun here, but I know you also do a little bit with that Financial Peace University. Uh, Want to explain that a little bit to us? Yeah, and obviously, you know, talking with you right now, and Todd, you guys do an awesome job with your financial knowledge and sharing that with our community, and my wife and I listen regularly, Um, but we also felt called through a faith-based program called Financial Peace University to work with the community, and this is not a, it's not a community service, it's a class that people have to pay a small fee for for the materials, but we've been teaching this in Mora now for eight years, we've taught it in seven different churches, And it's a faith-based way to manage your money. Um, Dave Ramsey is kind of the the founder of this. Uh, He's a nationally syndicated radio talk show host. He has a curriculum. Um, And Jody and I, we teach these. We don't charge for it. We feel called to lead it. Again, it is a, you have to pay for materials, but it talks about debt is dumb. It talks how to manage your money, have a budget, something as simple as that. I really look at it as the the faith-based and simple way to start your journey um, to manage your money. And then once you have that under control, you can take your life back, you, you, you can move forward. And then uh, listening to your radio program really helps you take what you've learned and expound on that even more. So it's helped about 100 families in our community. Uh, those families have paid off about half a million dollars in debt. And the thing that I'm most proud is as we know, just statistically, divorce is normal in America. Over half of marriages end in divorce. Most marriages end because of money issues. And if we can start working together to work together with our money, it reduces the amount of divorces and it just makes a better environment for families, for children, and for our community. And together, yourself, Todd, and, and Jody and I, we all help people with money in our own ways. And uh, 
it, it, it is a pretty amazing thing to see happen in our Mora community. Absolutely. And I know Todd has talked about, too, just the importance. And I know that they're doing more and more. But I would love to see just a curriculum starting again. It would be based on age. But let's say something in the elementary age, you know, and then so that they are familiar with, like you're talking about, budgeting and expenses and how it all kind of works, making it fit the age group so that it, when they finally graduate, they have a really super good handle on all the basics. And, and and I think that's going to happen more and more going forward, Nick. Absolutely. You and I have the same dream. Um, we actually have Mr. Kevin Nolt, our business teacher here at school, that does a good job of introducing people to all of these. Obviously, at the high school age, we have many things we need to discuss, but to introduce them about future planning and savings and just financial basics to have a good financial foundation when they graduate, um, that's, that's something that we are starting. Um, and it's, it's just good for our community. It's good for individuals. And I share that same dream with you to start teaching this at a younger age so that we don't have these in-debt crises that families have to face. Absolutely, especially with student loans and everything going forward. So maybe we can Absolutely. work together a little bit on that too, Nick. I mean, down the road, we you know. Love it. Yeah, let's, we'll, we'll keep that in mind for sure. Well, I know we're getting a little short on time, but I do want to ask you one final question. So what do you like best about being part, well, being a, an integral part of the whole Mora Mustang experience? I never knew how awesome a community and a school could be until I got here. It is the team. Every challenge is an opportunity to grow and find success. We are surrounded by go-getters and doers, regardless of our situation in the classroom, in the, in the building, out on an athletic field. Every challenge is an opportunity, and everyone that I come across with, students, families, um, staff members, they rise up. And it is amazing to be a part of a team like that. I've been in some teams that have not had that mentality, and it sucks the life out of you. There is something special about Mora. Once you come here, once you visit here, it pulls you in, and you're surrounded by positivity. You're surrounded by this community feel. I never knew what home felt like till I moved to Mora. And even though I graduated from high school and I had a quote-unquote hometown, this is my home and this is that hometown feeling that I never knew I didn't have. Yeah, you know, Nick, you summed it up for me as well. Uh, I moved to this community in 1990, had moved so many times before and lived in bigger communities and the whole nine yards. And I finally feel like I'm home at the age of 60, so I know exactly how you feel. It is awesome. Nick, you're welcome to step in any time. Please uh, tell Brent how much we appreciate you guys' time, and we will catch up next Wednesday at some point. Thank you, Robin. Thanks. Thanks for having us, Robin. Bye. Yeah, take care, Brent. You have been listening to a Q Media Group production.